0: Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com businessgoldcard.
1: It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast
2: presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time.
3: Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick.
4: I'm Evan Novi williams
3: And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Let's start with the Yankees, and they can buy back the Yes Network, or let's say, at least get back their controlling share.
5: Yeah, 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 but before we get to any of that, You were out, ill. How are you feeling?
3: I I am, bless
5: you. I am much
3: better. It it was a moment, man, where the the vocal cords just said, you know what? I'm done with you. Right, right. you know.
5: So you had plenty of time at home in your recovery. Did you listen to last week's show, even though you were not a part of last week's show? I
3: always, because it's a we. It's a we. It is a we. You say
5: we. It's a we. All right. This could be a shovel here. So Michael Barr, just, just so you should know what my next question is. Which is? What was the word of the week? I didn't hear that part. Oh, no. you didn't hear well, no. that part. I we, heard the we planted in there. Teezy fly. That's oh, it. All that right, you do listen. Nice. Oh, Medina told you. Uh, Medina's no. in your ear right now. She told you. Because the way you said it, Medina, oh, come on. We were wow. going to have some real good. You didn't listen to the show.
3: I did you listen did. to the show. There is no more, to... no,
5: more ex- no more emphasis on the we. There's us and there's you. <laughs>
4: Subterfuge by the producer wow. Medina
5: guy snuck you the titsy fly in your ears. I,
3: oh I didn't God. know. Explain such yourself, know Parwana. Such Parwana. Thing. Explain yourself. I, he knew the word. He I knew didn't do nothing. nothing. We've in the nothing. show. We said let's see if Bar listens no, in his no, hour of need. Well, let's back up here for see, yeah. now. I'm, okay, I'm, yeah, back, I'm back up time. to the line. Let's back up right I, before the line. Because I lie. listened to the first half of the show. La- I did not hear titsy fly. <laughs> you got to tell me what titsy fly was all about. The, it, word of the, that, the word of the week was, let's see if Barr listens. Michael,
5: if you're listening, we said, the word of the week is Titsi Fly. So when we ask you, you will find out if you listen to the show. Oh, so it was and code And you didn't thing. listen. To, that wasn't
3: code. <laughs> it was a test. And you failed. All right, well, here's the word of this week. Oh. Yankees. they can buy back the yes network well we all know let's get to the
5: business because evan and i will scold you off air (laughs) but we know that fox is selling a bunch of its assets and disney is making a bid and comcast is making a bid the yankees way back when in 2012 when they sold their share or part of the share of yes network to fox put a clause in there and this is like playing chess when other people are playing checkers. They put a clause in there that said, if you ever sell these assets, we have the first right of refusal to buy it back. Right. So the Yankees probably don't want to be in business with Comcast. Maybe Disney, if they wind up getting the assets, we'll see. But the Yankees, and I would imagine a, a bunch of investors, at least have the option to take the Yes Network back.
4: At what price? I mean, they sold it. The valuation was about 3.8 back in 2012 yeah. when they ceded about half to Fox, and now it's certainly more than that. Uh, what are you expecting Yes Network it to be says, worth right now?
5: It says in the deal fair market value. My guess, and this is not inside knowledge, and obviously we broke the story here, so we know some stuff, but... My guess would be the valuation on Yes Network now would be around three four to three six, somewhere in that area. The question is if you're the Yankees, it's a very risky business now to go it alone. To have this RSN, this regional sports network, without any big time muscle behind you like a Fox, like a Disney, in talks with carriers.
4: It essentially puts you back where you were a yeah. decade ago, right? It this is, back this is the reason why they, they sold part of the thing to Fox because well, they wanted
5: that kind of partnership. Well, they also wanted to take some money off the table. Sure. They, well, they
3: wanted the cash. Hmm. I doubt it's going to happen, but what if you get a, business, a, a bidding war between Disney and Comcast? What happens?
5: Well, I mean, that's happening now for the Fox assets. But the question would be, the yank doesn't affect the Yankees. I mean, they just have to decide, do we want to buy this asset back and exclude it as part of that sale, or do we want to leave it in?
3: That's what they have to decide. Well, but I'm but I'm saying, though, is like, if Disney decides, hey, we're going to come over the top, and now all of a sudden, like you said about the valuation of the assets, it, it grows.
5: Sure. So I, I, they would love for this thing to get bid up. Uh, I mean, now they're on the buy side. They probably wouldn't. But- Whatever valuation is probably not tied to the to the total assets because there's so many things as part of this that it's not like one of those, uh, the, the rising tide will bring everything up. There's a standalone value to yes right now. What is it? What's that fair market value? Whether or not they have to get one or two people to agree to it. Whether or not there's a hint of in specific language in the contract, I do not know. But the bigger point is the Yankees can take control back. And as far as I know, no other owner of RSNs that has sold to any any big time company nobody else had this clause so this is this is some serious planning ahead of time and saying what is our business if we cannot control who we're working with whether it be Comcast or Disney so kudos to the Yankees for at least giving themselves the option
4: what are your thoughts on on what the Yankees feel about Disney i mean it's it's clear that if Comcast buys these assets, the yes, Network has had a history with Comcast. It ain't was, happening. It was booted off it of It ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that seems like a non-starter. Uh, is Disney a more lucrative or a, a more enticing proposition, do you think, or is that also a buyback scenario? Forget about
5: what I think. As One really smart person that I talked to who focuses on RSNs, he said if it's Disney, he said 50-50. Okay. So we'll have to see what else goes into it, 50-50.
3: Well, I should not rain on the parade for the S-Network yes and the Yankees, but I have to go now to what MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred says. We're talking about baseball. What he said at the end of the owners' meetings in New York, he signaled new concerns regarding league attendance, which remains down by 7% from last year.
5: Yeah, and this is a concern because it's now been a while. This is not the early couple of weeks where the weather is bad around uh, the country, this is now a thing where Rob Manfred is sitting up and taking notice, whether it's a bunch of strikeouts or not home run, whatever it is, Rob wants to get to the bottom of it because a 7% dip in attendance at this stage ain't a good thing for these owners.
4: That would be the biggest drop in baseball attendance since 1995, yeah. which is the year after the player strike, right. which kind of this whole upheaval in, in the world of baseball, but um, I agree with Scott the, the the fact that Manfred is coming out and publicly saying we're concerned we're worried that this is about more than the weather uh, certainly you know look at teams like the Toronto Blue Jays who play in a stadium with a retractable roof their attendance is down 25% you know that that is not a weather thing you know Tampa Bay's attendance down also not a weather thing you know there are there is a lot here that's going on beyond just the fact that there have been a lot of rain delays a lot of cancellations etc in the early part of this year um, and it goes back to the conversations we've had before about baseball's aging demographics and what the sport can do and should do to possibly change some things to make it more enticing uh, to younger fans and to put butts in seats.
3: Well, now, have we just hit a point where there is so much of divvying up the pie concerning people trying to get their attention? I mean, we, there are so many things now. Back in the day, my day, you could go to a Yankees game or a Detroit game. Back in the, the day when people Tigers told the game. truth. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Thank you Medina.
3: Ow! Well, Mr. Tezi fly mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean what it, maybe it's gone to that point maybe there's is too much you know too much tough for one year year
5: over year tough to be down seven percent and say, well, all of a sudden there's just too many things out there for people to do yeah, it, no, they gotta get to the bottom of it i mean it's it's a problem, I'm not sure what it is. Is it length of game? They were working on pace of play because young kids don't want four and a half, five hour games. I go the other way. Great, I'll sit there. if I want to leave, I'll leave, but I'll sit there for five hours and watch the Yankees and the Red Sox slug it out.
4: And we should know that this is not a uniquely baseball problem. You know, across a lot of different sports, yeah, college football is having a major problem at different levels with attendance. The the value even student sections, the value proposition yeah. of going to a game. Given the way that the TV landscape is and and how much people love to be next to their phones and be on a second screen, the value proposition of being live at a game is changing dramatically. We
5: talked about this when we talked the Vegas Golden Knights. That you have got to make the in arena, in stadium experience so different and so compelling that sitting at home shouldn't be an option. That people enough people Whether it's 18,000, 20,000, 80,000 in football, that you should be able to draw enough people who want to take part in that experience that sitting at home doesn't compare. And right now, there's enough negatives, whether it's bathroom lines, prices of food, and Atlanta took that away, and we see what's going on there with the soccer. You've got to give them reason to fill those seats. And that's an
4: interesting point because a lot of sports executives still don't see that. We, we talk to a lot of people who come in here and they're talking about their stadium and they're talking about how they want to make it look more like the home experience. You know, they're Doing, doing, said forever, they're doing, they go, they're doing it the wrong way. They're, they're doing, doing it the wrong. they screens yep. at the seats, et cetera. They're trying to mimic the home experience. And then you have people like the Golden Knights, like the Nashville Predators, as Scott said, who are going the opposite. You know, they're saying we don't want to make this more like sitting at home on your couch. We want to create an experience that you can't get no matter how connected you are sitting on your couch. And the,
5: the, the example I always give is the Duke University student section at Cameron Indoor, that there is no more tech savvy, and tech-friendly group than that college-age kid who's there. But for two hours, keep your eyes on the student section when Duke is playing. They're jumping up and down. They are not on their phones looking to put something on Instagram. They are focusing on having fun in the arena. That's the atmosphere that the pros have to try and conquer.
2: You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight— That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at QuickBooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time.
0: Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash card.
1: You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through.
3: Mr. Boris Becker, I love this. I love this story. <laughs> He's, he is saying now that he has been appointed by the Central African Republic as his attaché for sports and humanitarian cultural affairs. Hey, <laughs> I'm immune to any legal tifts.
5: The only thing that comes to my right away is uh, what's the uh, what's the movie with Martin Riggs? Yeah, you know, the, the main character, little Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Oh, you're talking about the oh, lethal weapons? Lethal weapon. weapon. Lethal we- lethal lethal weapon. weapon yeah. Do you remember, the, remember when the guy just says, diplomatic immunity? I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what goes through this crazy mind.
3: Yeah, Do I that mean, again. That was good. All right, We've got to warm up again. I,
5: I was ready for it once, not ready. But he, looked, he looks at, at Riggs, and Riggs has the gun on him. He goes, diplomatic immunity in his South African accent. I mean, and I think, you know, Marty Riggs shoots him and says, just been revoked. But. I, I don't want to throw I don't know but just on the on the face of things it just seems absurd that he's using this as, as a way to get out from these was it bankruptcy proceedings? yeah or, so he's yeah. claiming
4: that as as the diplomat the sports diplomat to the Central African Republic uh, that it that he is clear of all bankruptcy proceedings can't have legal action brought against him uh, I see a a telegraph story from this morning that says uh, the Central African Republic has denied. That he has any kind of diplomatic status within the country. Oops. Uh, this yeah. is again. This is one. What do you, of the, Did you get a card? Do you get like what do you get that you can show? Yes, I do. Yes. I do. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> apparently, the, the the president never signed any documents giving him diplomatic immunity. Oops. Uh, and this is one of the poorest countries yeah, in the other world. Things to seems, worry
5: about than poorest. Yeah,
4: it's a yeah. bad look if you're one of the most famous tennis players of all time trying to hide behind you know, work you were doing for a, for, for a war-torn and, and, and incredibly poor country to try to avoid uh, legal ramification in your home country.
3: <laughs> we're yeah. running out of time, but I got to bring this up. Uh, Phil Mickelson's meltdown. Uh, by the way, his wife said that he's a good man who had a bad moment. Now, in case you guys don't know out there what happened, Saturday... Because the the greens were just fast and it, it, they lost the course. Worse than fast. Yeah, Open. exactly.
5: Worse than fast. Yeah, I mean, unplayable. was going. Yeah.
3: And so <laughs> Mickelson made a putt. It went way past where he wanted it to go. But here's the problem as the ball was moving, he putted it back. Now, it, it, here's the question I thought the rule was if you intentionally hit a moving ball, that that's a DQ, but according to Mickelson, it was just a two-stroke penalty.
4: There's there's two rules, and there's a way to rule. Read the rule book in which you're right. You, you hit a moving ball, you're disqualified. Uh, and there's also intentionally a diff- a di- a exactly. Ball. And there's yeah. a different part of the rule book that assesses a two-stroke penalty uh, for what he did. Uh, the uproar was vociferous you know there there are a lot of people that are very upset with this is a sport where people sit at home and call
5: in rules violations so yeah you know this seems in, in golf this would seem to be a major felony infraction
4: Clearly, and, and players are among those that are yeah. that are vocally upset. You know, you see some of these other pros on Twitter saying that he should have been DQ'd, et cetera. It makes you wonder if, if his sponsors, whether it's KPMG or Exxon uh, Callaway Rolex missing the main. If any of them to care, you. wow.
5: And by oh, right. the way, ladies and gentlemen, was not looking at a piece of paper. <laughs> Got nothing in front of right.
4: me. Uh, it makes you wonder if they care uh, if if one of their principal uh, endorsers is out yeah. there. semi breaking rules. I
5: didn't see this, but Charlie Volmer told me one of our one of our guys here at Bloomberg Radio that Mickelson came out and said it was strategy.
4: Yeah, it was intentional. He oh, made yeah, that clear. Yeah. yeah,
5: that it was going to go too far, and he he had done the calculus before the putt that I'd rather just take the two strokes because I knew I was going to be next to the hole on the comeback.
3: Yeah, but, that ain't, uh, that, I'm going to
5: put it in a very non-golf way. That ain't cool. Uh, but
4: know. this happens in sports all the time, right? I mean, yeah. you, you, you don't run out your ground ball. You know, you're, you're upset well, with different. X and Y.
5: This is strategizing. Like, you're not allowed to intentionally hit a moving ball. But his his whole strategy was, if I put it too far past the hole, I'm going to hit the moving ball
3: because I'd rather take the two-stroke penalty. But see, that's the point. He intentionally right. hit the moving ball, so why weren't you DQ'd? Right, well, you know.
4: I mean, he wasn't. He's not in contention. His so his what? his day was over. So what? He would. He said that he would rather hit the hit the thing and get on with the hole than to have to go back and do the whole thing over again. This isn't. It's not like he was vying for any kind of prize at all, etc. Oh, I'm sure he
5: makes more money finishing in 35th than he does if he finishes in 42nd.
4: Well, he didn't finish in either. Of those
5: well, but you know what I'm saying. The higher you finish, the more you get paid.
3: I know we got to wrap this up, but in fairness, now the officials at Shinnecock had said, "Listen, we apologize for what happened to the course on Saturday." Because it's one thing if you hit a bad—that's what the U.S. Open is about. If you hit a bad shot, yes, you should pay a penalty for hitting a bad shot. But you weren't rewarded as a golfer if you hit a good shot. And if you lie to your co-host, you also have to pay a penalty.
5: Just oh, saying. Thank you, Mister. And Chief, you know what? Uh, during the pod later in the week, in the pod, we really have to discuss this, Landon Donovan. The the ad f- telling people Wells to root Fargo. For the, yeah Wells yeah. Fargo way telling them to root for Mexico outside like all the U S the former U S players are up in arms and we'll we'll talk about it on the pod later in the week but it, it, this is a good fun sports business story.
3: Now that you got my mouth watered, this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Sashnik and Eben Noby-Williams. We are here each and every Monday and Friday exploring the world of money and sports.
4: Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business world.
3: You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online as an Apple podcast on iTunes.